welcome to another edition of the UK Law Weekly Podcast with me, your host, Marcus Cleaver. This week we are going to be looking at the case of Aviva Investors Ground Rent GP Limited and Williams. The citation for this case is 2023 UKSC 6. And this week we make a return to landlord and tenant law and the questions that arise in relation to service charges. The property in these proceedings is a block of residential flats in South Sea, Hampshire. The lease agreement stated that the leaseholder was required to pay a specific percentage of the overall costs incurred by the landlord in maintaining the building and the wider estate, or, quote, such part as the landlord may reasonably determine, end quote. It is that last part that would prove problematic as the landlords, who we will just refer to as Aviva, attempted to reapportion the service charge and vary it from the percentages specified in the lease. Williams and a number of other tenants objected to this and launched a claim in the first tier tribunal. It was argued that the reapportionment was unreasonable and, in any case, should be declared void because it breaches section 27a subsection 6 of the Landlord and Tenant Act 1985. Section 27a in general allows for disputes regarding service charges to be resolved by the first tier tribunal. Meanwhile, subsection 6 provides that a clause in a lease which gives the landlord the right to determine issues relating to the service charge instead of the tribunal will not be effective. But what this actually means and what the scope of the provision is was not clear and forms the central issue of this case. At first instance, the tenants lost as the tribunal decided that the provision of the lease was not void and that the reapportionments were reasonable. On appeal to the upper tribunal, it was held that section 27a, subsection 6, did mean that the provision in the lease was void. The Court of Appeal then took the view that the reapportionment provision was only partially void as the effect of section 27a, subsection 6 was to give the discretion to the tribunal rather than the landlord. Williams and the other leaseholders appealed to the Supreme Court, and that is where we pick things up. The justices obviously focused on section 27a subsection 6 and what the effect of that provision is. The Landlord and Tenant Act 1985 provides various controls on the ability of a landlord to determine the service charge, and section 27a gives the first-tier tribunal jurisdiction over whether the charge must be paid by the tenants. Unfortunately, that provision does not really go into any detail about how that tribunal is to decide whether a charge is payable. In that situation, the justice is held that the inference should be for the tribunal to make a decision based on the provisions of the lease and any relevant restrictions from common law or statute law. This would allow the tribunal to make a decision about things like whether the costs incurred by the landlord are reasonable or not, because that is a requirement in the 1985 Act. But it would not permit the tribunal to make general management decisions that are within the discretion of the landlord. To put it in slightly different terms, the Supreme Court decided that the real aim of Section 27A, Subsection 6, is simply to preserve the jurisdiction of the first-tier tribunal. The idea is not to give the tribunal wide discretion or to deprive the landlord of managerial decisions, 
but instead to prevent a lease agreement from ousting the jurisdiction of the tribunal by attempting to establish an alternative dispute resolution mechanism. Only when the contract tries to do that will it run afoul of section 27a subsection 6. This is in contrast to the interpretation offered by the Court of Appeal and other recent case law. The problem with that reasoning is that all of the discretionary decisions about maintaining the property and the estate would in theory transfer over to the first tier tribunal. This would not only be a massive expansion of his jurisdiction, it would also mean a landlord would never feel that it could safely incur costs and it would open the floodgates to a ton of other applications. It is very unlikely that this would be the purpose behind an anti-avoidance provision like section 27a, and reading it in a narrow sense gives a natural meaning in the context. Applying all of that to this case, Aviva was within their rights to adjust the service charge because it was a reasonable apportionment, and the term of the lease did not out the jurisdiction of the first tier tribunal. Overall, I think this is the right decision for similar reasons to those outlined by the Supreme Court. The key factor for me is that this lease agreement specifically allows for the landlord to amend the service charge. It is right that there is some legal protection so that this is not done in an unreasonable way, but that protection does not extend so that a tenant can just cry to the first-tier tribunal whenever the landlord does something that they don't like. I'm not sure whether allowing that to happen would indeed open the floodgates so that the tribunal would become inundated with claims from disgruntled tenants, but in any case it would certainly put the tribunal judges in a difficult position because they would end up having to make decisions that should rightly be taken by landlords. Removing that discretionary power from landlords is probably something that a lot of tenants would prefer, but it would mean that the landlords would end up with significantly less power over their own property and that isn't right. In both this case, as well as Sarah and Hussein Asset Holdings Limited and Black's Outdoor Retail Limited that we looked at a few weeks ago, we saw how the courts aim to provide a solution that is not only just, but also makes sense in a commercial and legal sense. That is an approach to be welcomed. Well, thank you very much for tuning into this podcast, and thanks as ever to bensound.com who provide the theme music. Quick reminder before we go that if you would like to support the podcast and help to keep it ad-free, then you can subscribe to my newsletter and earn yourself some nice perks including more content from me each week and a free ebook on how to answer essay questions on a law degree. If that sounds like something you're interested in, then check out the link in the description to this podcast episode. Anyway, I'll be back with another episode next week, but for now, bye!